Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Most Excellent Podcast. I'm your host, Gina. And I'm your other host, Danielle. And I'm your other host, Danielle. Get fucked. We'll work on it. No, oh, that's, that's the new term of this week is get fucked. If you're having a hard time, all you <laughs> need to do is center yourself, close your eyes, and whisper or scream. Get fucked. Get fucked. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do. It's so liberating, mm-hmm. and it's such a great feeling. Um, moving on from there, after that great bit of advice, I just wanted to say, I know you heard it a little bit in our last episode in the beginning, but we finally have intro music, mm-hmm. and it is so groovy and spooky, and I would just like to thank my friend Nyla, who goes as Youngheim in her band solo music. It's beautiful. It's awesome. She is on Spotify, so go check her out because she's an amazing artist and, and she's I, a solo operation and she's yes. incredible she has her own recording studio called hodgepodge recordings and danielle and i are going to look more into it because we are both singer songwriters and we would like to actually do shit with mm-hmm. our work so um look her up i post about her on twitter so check that out i'll share her stuff um when we post next time too but I literally didn't know what I wanted. I just know I wanted something spooky and it to sound like it was from the 60s. And she literally just went off Nailed of that it. and was like, how about this? And I was like, you read my mind. That mm-hmm. is perfect. So I just wanted to say shout out to Nyla and Youngheim because Bless her. she's awesome. All right. So <laughs> it is currently 1.36 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Danielle and I just got back from seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the newest Tarantino movie in 70mm film, because I live right down the street from a theater that does that. (sighs) What are your thoughts? I love this movie. I loved Leo in this movie, because I love Leo in any capacity, but I loved Leo in this movie. I thought it was so good. I think the aesthetic is beautiful. The way it is shot is just like, oh my god. And then like we were talking about before, my only quip with this movie is literally just a Sharon Tate thing. I think that there's no way in hell that Margot Robbie should have been Sharon Tate. I think yeah. she didn't cap like, and the thing is too, I feel like she was so out of place in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like all her little moments, I was like, I would rather see Leo just screaming at himself for another forty five minutes and <laughs> that was watch really good. Margot Robbie. If you have a chance to go see a movie in seventy millimeter, oh my god, please, please do. do it and go see this movie in seventy millimeter mm-hmm. because it was fantastic. But going back to what Danielle said about Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate. Obviously, as a spooky podcast, we are into all things murder mm-hmm. and cults and, you know, obviously the Mansons um, and the Manson murders, but I I didn't see Sharon Tate. I saw Margot Robbie playing Margot mm-hmm. Robbie, and I really, because I like, I was kind of, honestly, I'm going to say it, I was a little upset at first when I found out she was cast. But I was like, you know what, maybe I'll be surprised and it'll be fine and Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, overreacting. Like, I'm not a casting director. I don't know what I'm doing. And, like, it was, like, I got it, but at the same time I was like, this isn't Sharon Tate. I don't see Sharon Tate. I see Margot Robbie as a blonde who is cast as, like, this beautiful blonde actress but isn't her in any capacity. And it was a little bit, like, I love, because I love old Hollywood, but I love, I love Sharon Tate and I love... Learning, I love. I did. I listened to, um, which if anyone hasn't listened to it, it's incredible. There's a podcast about is Karina Longworth's podcast about old Hollywood that she does. Oh my god, I'm forgetting the name of it, but she does this podcast and she does a whole series about Manson mm-hmm. and it's like multiple parts. So she does like she goes through literally every single bit of it, yeah, and it's fascinating because she does all she digs into all the little old Hollywood pieces mm-hmm. and she digs a lot into like Sharon Tate and she talks about how you know Valley of the Dolls her character in Valley of the Dolls like mirrored a lot of what Sharon went through and like yeah. in terms of trying to be taken seriously and you can see that in the movie too yeah you can see it in her expressions yeah. and the way she acts like she tries to be taken seriously and she was just so like her whole like the character like, Jennifer's character in Valley of the Dolls is literally what Sharon went through in terms of being, like, I know that I'm only a sex symbol and no one wants to see me seriously. And it's so much more sad when you actually think about the fact that she was, like, 
trying so hard to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And she nudies. Was, That's what they are. That's what they are. They're nudies. Please go watch Valley of the Dolls if it's you haven't. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing here sitting out listening to this mm-hmm. podcast and you haven't even seen Valley of the Dolls. What are you doing? It's an American classic. It's so good. It's a universal classic. It's literally so good. And her character in that, like, watching that movie and reading that book, it made me so much more sad for her and listening to the podcast about her. I was just like, she was trying so hard to be taken seriously, and, like, her husband was disrespectful to her. Everyone was just like, well, she's just pretty. Like, yeah, she can't well, do anything. Well, fuck Roman Polanski. Yeah, fuck him, too. Fuck him. He can oh, get yeah, fucked. He, yeah, get fucked Go here, get, fucked, get fucked there, get fucked everywhere. Like, that's how I feel about him, but he was just, like, mean to her. And was always constantly belittling her. And I was like, this just makes it so much more sad. And then the fact that in the movie, too, she's kind of just, like, ditzy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Sharon Tate, yeah, was a little bit, like, maybe a little bit. But she wasn't at this ditzy, smiley thing. Like, she was, There's like, a There's a difference person. between being ditzy and being... She, was, she wasn't ditzy. She was very not always on this planet. I think mm-hmm. just not also with what she was very much in her own mind. Yeah. I think she is was what very it was. Much, yeah. And that's a hard line to play between someone being that way and someone just being an airhead. Like there's a difference. Yeah. And I think I don't think Margot Robbie went full airhead, but mm-hmm. I don't think she did Sharon Tate justice. No. I said it. No. She I didn't said do it. it. She did not do well. The podcast is actually called You Must Remember This. Oh, I've listened to that one. I the love old her. Hollywood one. And she talks a lot about the Sharon Tate like she talks a lot about Sharon Tate's like journey and everything. Yeah. And it like gives you so much more like just so much more empathy for her because I feel like and even in this movie too, it capitalizes a lot on the fact of like how horrible these murders were and mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, it's so interesting. And it's like no one really talks about Sharon Tate and the fact that she was eight months pregnant and got stabbed to death. So, like... It's rough. It's a rough time. But, like, I... I That was my one thing. was, like, you know what? Like, they... No one ever looks at Sharon. And, and then this movie, too. You're not gonna look at Sharon. You'll be like, oh, look at she's just this ditzy girl. Yeah. So... Yeah. We're and, not... We're not gonna give the ending away. But it is definitely... It's incredible. Not what you expected. It's what you expect in a Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. But it's honestly one of the better movies I've seen this yeah. year. And I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, like... There are some parts where you're like, okay, like, you know, I get get it, whatever. And then it gets to the ending, and then the whole movie makes sense Mm -hmm. with the ending. And you're like, oh, holy shit. Because you're like, why are these two things connected? Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And then you're just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Go see it. And then, um, oh, yeah, another piece of news. We have an email now. Mm -hmm. So we would like, like an email, like I'm a 50-year-old person we have, an we, have an, we have an email we have an aol and we have a gmail i have an aim.com we have an oh my Spark god me. we should just make an aim just because <laughs> can we make an aim for this podcast why not um our email is most excellent pod at gmail.com so it's m-o-s-t-h-e-x-c-e-l-l-e-n-t-p-o-d at gmail so it's basically our podcast name mm-hmm. with pod after at gmail um, and we would like to hear your cool stories, spooky stories, strange things, ghost encounters, hometown murders, other murders that you just maybe know about and you're like, oh, or um, near misses. Maybe you yeah. know someone who came in contact with a serial killer or a family member or something creepy happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like, we just want to hear your stories because we love hearing those stories mm-hmm. ourselves and talking about them. So the more we have, the more we like to talk about mm-hmm. them. So send those to our email. And even if you want, if you go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, send us an email about send that. Email, yeah. Let us know what you thought about the movie because we would like to hear about mm-hmm. it because we love telling people how wrong they are about mm-hmm. everything and we will tell you exactly that. Oh, okay. And disagree with everything you say. <laughs> We're going to be like, you're garbage. No, I'm just kidding. So if you, And also, like, if there's, like, opinions, comments, questions, concerns, just, like, send them there. Yeah. And, yeah. We don't know what we're doing all the time. We're learning as we go. Yeah, we're learning as we go. We're two girls who really know nothing about podcasting, Mm-mm. but we're, we're doing our best out here. Work. So if you could just chill, but also let us know if we fucked up mm-hmm. and tell us to get fucked sometimes, yeah. then we're all for it. Just send me an email of Leonardo DiCaprio. Just like, send me a picture of him and just put up the caption of Get Fucked. What if Leonardo DiCaprio listens to this podcast oh my God. and he sends us an email... And he tells us to get fucked. I would be so happy. I would be like, give me your GPS location. Okay. Drop a pin. (laughs) Drop drop your pin, Leo. Drop your pin, Leo. Well, anyway, (laughs) 
moving on from that, so this week we decided to turn back time. If I was going to start singing it, but I decided not to, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> um, so we really love gross mm-hmm. medieval torture. Yes. We love learning about the Middle Ages as well as the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, we both love Henry VIII. Oh my god. And the court, Hampton Court, mm-hmm. and just Anne Boleyn, and like all those types of stories. We were both in England together, and we performed um, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival the summer after we graduated high school, and we got to stay in London for a few days. We didn't get to do any of, like, the castles or anything since we were only there for three days, but, uh, you know, got to walk by the Tower of London and just, you know, people being killed, and we're just, we're really into that. We're not like, we're like, oh my god, like, this is awesome. Obviously, it was horrible, and Mm -hmm. millions of people died in horrible ways that they shouldn't have, but it's interesting to talk about, Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about that. Um, I know (laughs) Danielle's mainly is going to focus on torture. Yeah, it's a major, major trigger warning, so if you guys don't want graphic details, I think Gina's going to tell her her story first. Mine's very graphic, so if that's not your deal, then uh, I'll give you, like, a 10-second warning before I go into it. But it's, like, it's good, though. I mean, they'll know when you're going to start. Yeah. And just turn it off if... Oh, it's so But y- y- we should listen... You should listen to it because, you know what? It's history. Mm-hmm. And if you don't learn from history, then history's going to repeat itself. You get your titties ripped off. You don't want that. Yeah. Don't get your titties ripped off. Mm-hmm. It's not a good time. Mm-mm. Um, no, no, no. No, no, no. So... Obviously, that's going to be awesome. Also, there is a medieval torture museum that is supposed to open in Chicago soon. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's supposed to be, it's it's supposed to have been open, but we're still waiting for it. So yeah. as soon as that shit opens, you know, you will get a review from open. us. It's going to be a good time. So, okay, I'll start with mine then, since we've done um, a lot of talking, but that's okay, because that's what the podcast is. So, this is going to be a fun one. So I just peaked your story, and I'm so fucking excited for this. Have you heard of I've him? I've heard of him. Ooh. I'm so excited for this. All it's right. disgusting, it's, but I'm so it's excited It's gross, for this. but also, you know, I'm a little... Okay, we'll just talk about it. Okay, but wait, there's a major trigger warning with this story, too? Yes. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, so there is a trigger warning. Um, it does... Uh, I mean, it involves murder, mm-hmm. but it also involves um, child abuse mm-hmm. and alleged molestation. So if that's something that's going to be hard for you to listen to, I don't really talk about it a lot. I just need to mention it because it did happen and it is in the records and I didn't want to leave it out. I don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but I'm going to. Um, but so that's only a little bit. So maybe if you want to fast forward during that, that's fine. Um, but it is involved in there because it is a pretty horrible, gross story. Yep. And it's sad, but um, I also think it is terrifying, but very relevant and it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So... Without further ado, I am going to talk about Gilles de Rey, who was a knight from Brittany, Anjou, and Poitou. He was a leader of the French army and fought alongside Joan of Arc to defeat the Kingdom of England during the Hundred Years' War. Um, So Gilles de Rey was born in 1405. As the son of nobles in the area of Ray, which was part of a larger region of Brittany in France, it was said that he was a bright child who wrote illuminating manuscripts, spoke Latin fluently, and learned military tactics. Mm -hmm. So he was basically like, I wouldn't say a child prodigy, but he was really rich. He was he was a rich kid who was good at things, basically. Basically, cast Macaulay Culkin as Gilles de Ray. This is actually just Kevin. What is his name? Kellen McDellan? What is Kellen McDellan? <laughs> Kevin McAllister, you fucking asshole. Ooh, All right, anyway. Lunch. Yeah, anyway, Kevin McAllister is Gilles de Ray. Just kidding. So. Kevin McClellan. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah, he was basically, you know, he was really good at what he did. Um, at 10, Gilles de Ray's parents died, and he was put in custody of his grandfather, who was a noted. Um, political schemer, so this guy was man. like, we're going to marry you off into a rich family so we can get even more money, which is what they did back then. So his grandfather married him off to Catherine 
Thors, I think it's pronounced, yeah, Catherine de Thors or Thors, and she was a wealthy heiress who greatly increased his fortune, and they actually became basically the richest couple mm-hmm. in all of the country because he grew up in a noble family, and her family was noble and, like, super wealthy, so all that combined, they were the Rockefellers so of France of 14, in the 1400s. So they were Bay and Jay of the 1400s. Yeah, they were the Carters. Perfect. So... At 16, he rescued the Duke of Brittany, who was kidnapped, which is, like, a big deal because Mm -hmm. it's the Duke of Brittany, and he rescues this duke. Um, So because of this, he was rewarded land grants for massive properties, basically for free. So they were like, you're a war hero, you did all this stuff, here's all these castles and all this land for free, have fun, have a good day. If I find someone's dog, you think they'll do this for me? No. That won't happen. Oh, okay. Maybe they'll get you, like, a Taco Bell gift card. But oh that's about God. as far that's as they'll go. Um, so, when he and Joan of Arc battled in the Hundred Years' War, they led a victory in just nine days and were viewed as holy heroes because they fought in the name of God and the Archangel Michael. So, mm-hmm. he and Joan of Arc went in, tapped the rims, killed the shit, Killing went the in, shit. in nine days they were like, holy shit, like, these people are amazing. He's a war hero. So, um, you know, he and Joan of Arc, like, Joan of Arc was this amazing, well-known, you know, 17-year-old girl who went in and won this, you know, did she, mm-hmm. you know, win the Hundred Years' War. But it was, like, a major victory, and they were just seen as these holy heroes, mm-hmm. basically. Like, they were seen as gods. So then he gets even more money, obviously, and he's, like, so rich, and he's this war hero, and he just doesn't know what to do with himself. So, he starts using his money to produce extravagant plays, and, you know, what you do with money. And the first one is called Les Mystères du Siege d'Orléans, which is basically about the siege of Orleans mm-hmm. in France. And it consisted of more than 20,000 lines of verse, a hundred and speaking... A hundred speakies. A hundred speakies. <laughs> you can tell it's almost two in the morning because I can't fucking see straight. One hundred speakies. A <laughs> hundred of speakies. A hundred of the speakies. I'm, I'm, I'm not an Italian now. Sorry, let's go back. A hundred and forty speaking parts and five hundred extras to play the soldiers. Not even in this Quentin Tarantino movie. Are there 500 extras? There was, extras? like, three scrawny girls in this movie, and he made it work. So, like, I don't know oh why God. they And the best part is, like, they he had tailors working around the clock to produce these costumes for, like, at least 600 costumes no. for this play. Nay, nay, I think. So he's just this war hero who's like, I'm going to write my own play, mm-hmm. and it's going to be, you know, like, your friend who they're like, they're like, check out my screenplay, and you're like, dude, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like that's that's great, you know? We all do that for our friends, but... You know, if, lay if, down if, one's life for one friend. If your if your characters have 140 speaking parts and there's 500 go. extras, it's too go. much. So he has all this money, all right. So he then uh, constructed the chapel of the Holy Innocents, which was basically his own church. Like he builds his own chapel, mm. which was actually pretty normal back then because if you had a lot of money and like land, you didn't like go to church with everyone else like you had like your own chapel oh, or church okay. on your bougie. property where you can you know pray in your own bougie home mm-hmm. because that's what people did um but since he was spending so much money the duke of Brittany petitioned the pope to reject Gilles' building of the chapel but Gilles built it anyway because he was he like, like he's like i can do whatever i want i have all this money i don't care so he didn't, since it was his own church, he didn't have a Catholic priest to say mass there, mm-hmm. so he had tailors make him lavish outfits to perform his own mass. Oh, oh. So he was like, make me okay. these outfits, I'm going to perform my own mass, which... It was like, give me some Gucci slides. I'll he was like, right he's like, let me put slippers. on these Gucci slides in this Versace jacket, mm-hmm. and Beautiful. let's do this mass. 100%. Let's do it. Hallelujah. Okay? So... Obviously, this was considered extremely blasphemous because mm-hmm. they're like, you can't do this you're in like, the Catholic so you Church. You can't just slide into the Pope Mobile without being voted in first. That's not how it is. So, the public statement was that he basically had just as much power as the Catholic Church, and there was nothing they could do to stop him, mm-hmm. which they didn't like whatsoever. Um, 
so he has all, all this money, and this is this basically all happens um, after Joan of Arc is burned at the stake. Um, she was burned for witchcraft in 1431. So Gilles de Ray retires from the, his military life because he's a decorated war hero, um, and then uses all this money. So mm. it kind of makes sense because like he's like, well, my friend and war companion who I fought with was basically like burned at the stake for mm. all this stuff. So he's basically like, fuck you all. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Mm. So all the money and plays and everything happens after Joan of Arc is burned at the stake. Okay. Um, so it gets so bad because they're like, his family's like, yo, you're spending way too much money. Like, you need to stop. Basically me. Too much. So his family even petitioned the Duke of Brittany to cut out Gilles' spending and have the Duke take control of um, Gilles' money and land. So the Duke took hold of Gilles de Ray's properties and said that he had to sell them. He's like, you have to sell these to give back the money that, like, you owe because, like, you're in debt and you owe all this mm-hmm. money. And Gilles de Ray was like, all right, I'll sell my shit. Like, I don't care, whatever. So he basically, so, like, he's, like, selling his properties, like, getting money for it, like, whatever. But he finds out one of his favorite castles is being guarded by a Catholic priest whose name is Jean Le Ferron. Okay. And he wanted to go inside the castle, and he was like, I need my keys to my property, like, let me go in, and he didn't like this Catholic priest, so he beat and kidnapped Jean Le Ferron, the priest, oh. in order to get the keys to the castle. He was like, give me my coin, give me my money, let me in my house. Okay. So, kidnapping a clergyman was very, it was a very serious crime. And even though he eventually, like, let him go and was mm-hmm. like, whatever, the Catholic Church and the king wanted to stop him. They were like, okay, this is enough. Thank you. So, Gilles de Ray's family started saying that he was working with alchemy and that he had sold his soul to the devil. Oh, you know, as one does. You know, so they're like, okay, well, now he's getting sketchy and he's, like, doing all this stuff. Which is funny because, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's alchemy and that's not... Satanism, mm-hmm. you know, alchemy is not the same thing as that. Yeah, alchemy is just, just not, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that, so no, no, thank you. Nene. Nene, I say. Um, and he had bonded with an Italian man, of course, it's always an Italian man. He had bonded with an Italian man named Francois Pilati, who was also rumored to be an alchemist and a demonologist. Oh, my favorite kind of Because, man. you know, why not be both? Um... He was an alchemist and a demonologist, and it was said that they attempted to summon a demon named Baron, aka Baron oh. Trump. Oh, the prophecy interesting. has been fulfilled. Interesting. Illuminati confirmed. A rich white man summoning a so demon. So they were like, "We're going to summon this demon named Baron, and he's going to basically make gold appear out of thin air." Oh yeah. And Gilles de Ray was like, "Okay, let's do it because I need my coin. Mm-hmm. So if we can summon this demon, that would be awesome." But apparently after trying three times and failing, Prilati told Gilles that if they wanted the spell to work, they would need human sacrifice, oh, a.k.a. Oh. the limbs of children. Oh, okay. So that's where we're at. So, Gilles lured children to his castle with the intent to kill them for a ritualistic sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So he would, according to what this says, decapitate the children, collect their heads on stakes... And ask house workers which child was best looking. So he basically really? held their heads on stakes and was like, hey, who's the hottest? Mm-hmm. It's disgusting and it's horrible. So the first documented account was a boy of 12 named Judon. Judon was his last name. They don't know his first mm-hmm. name. Who was lured with the promise of basically becoming a page. Okay. So it was like, oh, you come here. Like, you'll get more status for your mm-hmm. family and blah, blah, blah. And it was said that... The boy was pampered. The evening began with a large meal and heavy drinking, particularly Hippocrates, which acted as a stimulant. Mm. The boy was taken to the upper rooms, to which only Gilles and his immediate circle were admitted. There he was confronted with the nature he was confronted with the nature of the situation and the shock thus produced on the body of the boy was, was an initial source of pleasure for Gilles. Mm. So basically he was like seeing this boy in danger was, like, stimulating yeah. for him, which is disgusting. So, yeah, he he sees this boy, like, terrified and is like, that's, you know, a thing for him, which Ugh. is gross. Yeet. So, Ray's servant, known as Poitou, 
was an accomplice in many of the crimes and testified that Gilles had stripped the child naked, hung him on ropes from a hook to prevent him from crying out. And this is where it gets really gross, so if you don't want to, like, hear this, then maybe fast-forward a little bit because it's it's really, it's disgusting, and I don't like it, this poor boy. Um, so after basically pleasuring himself mm -hmm. over this child who was hanging on ropes, um, he would take the boy down and assure him that he only wanted to play with him. Ray then either killed the child himself or by his cousin, Gilles de Sile. Mm -hmm. So, this, that was that one, but so, apparently, obviously, there were others. So, the children were cut by their throats, dismembered, or their necks were broken mm -hmm. with a stick. So, that's that. Um, Poitou also testified that Gilles often abused the victims before killing them, or either that or their throats would just be slashed, um, and just killed mm -hmm. in general. Um, according to Poitou, DeRay didn't like using the victim's sexual organs and took more pleasure in killing and dismembering them. Jesus so Christ. he was like, I don't want to do that. No. Like doing this is like, you know, I'm more into that. He said that he and another servant would burn the bodies in the fireplace of Gilles DeRay's home mm -hmm. and they would do the clothes of the victim's in the fireplace, but, like, piece by piece, so it didn't, like, smell a lot and mm -hmm. smell like fire. Yeah, so the smell was minimized, and the ashes were then thrown into the moat or other hiding places. Oh. Yeah, so they were, like, getting rid of all the evidence. So all this gross, these gross things happened. But when Ray's kidnapped the priest in 1440, it prompted an investigation by the bishop of Nantes, 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 during which the evidence of Ray's was uncovered. Mm -hmm. So on July 29th, 1440, the bishop released his findings and obtained prosecutorial cooperation from Ray's former protector, Jean VI, Duke of Brittany, mm -hmm. and Ray's and his servants were arrested on September 15th, 1440, and the prosecution was conducted by both secular and ecclesiastical courts, on charges of murder, sodomy, and heresy. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you're going down. Y'all are going gross to motherfucker. jail. You're going to fucking Period. jail. So in his own confession, Gilles said, and this is in quotes, um, but obviously we don't know for sure mm -hmm. what he said, but um, when the children were dead, he kissed them, and those who had handsome limbs and heads, he held up to admire them, and had their bodies cruelly cut open, and took delight at the sight of their inner organs. And very often, when the children were dying, he sat on their stomachs and took pleasure in seeing them die and laughed. So after his testimony from neighbors seeing small boys disappearing, and Ray's servant's testimony, the judges sentenced him to death by hanging and burning. And apparently some of the accounts were so gruesome that like they didn't even want to put it on the records. Like mm -hmm. They didn't include it because it was so gross. Um, so at 11 o'clock on Wednesday, October 26th, 1440, Ray's was hanged and his body was then cut down to be consumed by fire. So goodbye. So since he made a confession, he was allowed his request to be buried in the church of the monastery of Notre Dame no. de Carmes in Nantes. Bury him in the sewer. <laughs> I don't think they had sewer. I mean, did, the yeah, gear. they had sewers. So... In the end, the number of raised victims is not known, but it's placed between 80 and 200. Jesus Christ. The victims ranged between the ages of 6 and 18. And they were both boys and girls, but predominantly no. boys. Yeah. No, ma'am. So, okay, but listen. So after his death, the Duke of Brittany took hold of all his lands and a large amount of that money was not only given to DeRay's family, mm -hmm. but also the Catholic Church. Oh, so that money was all spread out. So after, so he was tortured and, ex, like, obviously, like, to not be tortured and excommunicated, like, he gave that confession. Yeah. Um, but basically they were saying everything that was said was circumstantial evidence. It mm -hmm. would not hold up in courts today because... Number one, there was no evidence. Like, okay. they're like, oh, they got rid of all of it. But, like, that's a lot. Like, if you're going for, like, 200 victims, like, that's a lot of kids. 
And they were saying, oh, it was these peasant boys that would go to his castle mm -hmm. and they, they would never come back. And all the testimony from the neighbors and, like, peasants or whatever was like, oh, all our boys are disappearing in the streets. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Boys would just walk around the streets. It's the 1400s and disappear all the time. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, direct evidence that they went to his castle and okay. then disappeared. Um... So, later in the years, they actually reopened the case in 1992. Oh, tried so to, like, recently. Yeah, and tried to, like, make it, like, say, like, hey, they didn't, like, he didn't do this, but, like, the French people were, like, no, he was this horrible murderer, and, mm -hmm. like, you know, don't try to, like, clear his name. But, even, like, so, Alistair Crowley, oh, even, Lord. like, was, like, he's, like, oh, not, like, Lord. a fan of him, but he was, like, hey, like, he was basically on the same level of Joan of Arc. Like, he yeah. was this, like, holy warrior, and he was just trying to learn alchemy and, like, have this pursuit of knowledge. But, like, y'all made him out to be a Satanist because he didn't follow the Catholic Church. He owed the Catholic Church money mm -hmm. and wasn't following their guidelines. So they were like, oh, it's funny that he wasn't called, he was called a demonologist and was trying to do all these sacrifices, mm -hmm. kill these children, after he owed the church money and all of a sudden his family is, like, making rumors about him saying, oh, he did this, he did this, he killed all these children. Mm -hmm. And how after he died, all that money was given to the Catholic Church mm -hmm. after he was killed. So there are people saying, like, obviously, like, it's horrible, but there are people saying, like, it could have been, like, they were trying to make him out to be a heretic. Okay. Because they were trying to frame him and be like, you can't have this much power over the king and over the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. so we're going to screw you and be like, hey you're killing children and make you out to, like, have the people hate you. Because all the people loved him because, like, he... So when he had those plays, and he would basically have everyone come see the plays, he would give out free food, yeah. like, had a whole banquet, like, would everyone feed like, all these the people. Popeyes, okay. Literally, everyone was like, hell yeah, Popeye's chicken has mm -hmm. the best seasoning, let's go see this play by Gilles de Ray. And he was this, like, hero. And the church and the king of France didn't like that. And they were like, he has all this power, all mm -hmm. these people love him, let's make it so everyone hates him and sees him as this mm -hmm. horrible monster who killed and raped children. And so, like, the more I think about it, because, like, I read it and I was like, oh, my God, this man is horrible. Mm -hmm. But the more I, like, looked at it, I was like, you know what? Like, it, it, <laughs> like if, if there's no evidence and, like, all this stuff and you're, like, saying that he tried to summon a demon with these children and did all this stuff, but that he was just into alchemy... But they were also saying that, like, the guy Prilati, the Italian mm -hmm. guy, that they were, like, gay. That, like, they were in a relationship together. Oh, so not okay. only is he, like, this, like, you know, guy he's who has, has he's gay, yeah. and he's, like, taking power away from the church and mm -hmm. the king, that was, like, a big no-no. And like, I think mm -hmm. they tried to, like... They were like, no! Yeah. On my Not on my watch. left. So they tried to uh, make him into this... Monster. Demon summoning... summoning Murder, rapist. But I, mean, I don't know. I just don't like the amount of... I don't know that... I mean, maybe, probably, you can put together a bunch of people who would corroborate it for any amount of money, but I just don't know the level of, like, corroboration that has to go on here. Yeah, because the there's, like, the everything. servants and everything. And yeah. I was like, because, like, I was like, his confession was, like, so odd. I and, mean, like, part of me was like, well, he, obviously he confessed because he wanted... He was like, I'm not going to get out of this either mm -hmm. way. So he confessed and was like, well, maybe I'll at least get a Christian burial, yeah. like, if I just, like, say this. But I'm like, he went in, like, really, like... Why go in depth? Detail, and yeah. it was, like, really gross. He could have just been like, yeah, I did it, you got me, like, whatever. But then like, again, we don't know if that was fake either. Or like, if it was forced. Yeah. Because like, they would torture people. Cause well, because I'm so... I was... Because on the Wikipedia page, it was said, like, oh, they didn't torture him because he gave a confession... But in another source, it was said that, like, they tortured him. And they that's why have. he said that. Because I was like, I have. fucking doubt they didn't sit there and were like, oh, okay, you know, here mm -hmm. you go. They tortured you either way if you gave a confession Literally. or not. So that's the fucked up story of Gilles de Ray, the Christ. one of the first main serial killers of the world or an innocent war hero. He, Jesus it's such Mary. a bizarre story. I was like, I've never heard of this man. Mm -hmm. And... And it's, like, it's so weird because it's, like, you know, it's not, like, a recent murder where you can be, like, oh, here's this and the evidence. And, like, it was the 1400s. It's all speculative. It was the Middle Ages. Like, you don't know. It was all circumstantial evidence. And part of me is, like, you know, I was, like, well, maybe, like, being in war all those years, like, 
went to his head. Like, it was the Hundred Years' War. People were constantly fighting, being kidnapped. Like, that's how life was. But at the same time, he fought alongside Joan of Arc. Like, he just seemed like he was kind of doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's this horrible person, like, out of nowhere, after his friend was burned at the stake for witchcraft. Well, anyways, that's my story. I want to hear about the torture and the titty chopping off. Oh, yeah, buddy. So I chose to, like, really focus on torture devices used on women and kind of the reasoning for that. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the Middle Ages, okay, most of this is, middle like, torture from the Middle Ages and the medieval period. Mm Mm-hmm. But mostly the tortures that were designed for women were mostly for... Like, if you were accused of witchcraft, if you performed self-abortion, if you were a heretic. Like, Mm -hmm. if you said something, you blasphemed against the church. So, basically, women nowadays. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So, that was the the things you got punished for. And, like, obviously, your typical, like, murder, whatever. Okay? But that didn't happen a lot. So, they were... That's what you were mainly punished for. And so, the torture for women was designed to be more cruel and to destroy more like, feminine aspects, mm-hmm. so it was aimed toward destroying, like, your vagina, your breasts, like, all of those feminine aspects is what torture was focused on. Yeah. So, I wanted to go into that, because I was like, yeah, you know, we always hear so much about, like, oh, here's torture. And the this Inquisition. And the Inquisition, yeah. here's this. And so I chose to focus on more torture methods that were specifically used on women, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, why they were so targeted. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, we're going to start. Let's go. Okay, here's the... All right. So... We start. We're going to start with the Spanish donkey. Oh. Which was used during the Spanish Inquisition in the medieval, like, medieval times. Oh, I think I know what this one is. Yes. So, it's basically a sharp triangular wedge, which has two or four legs, and it would slowly, like, cut a woman in half through her genitals. Oh. So, you would be forced to straddle this thing. So, it's basically yeah. like a big triangle you're, Yeah, block. you're sitting on it. And then, mm-hmm. is it, like, your legs are being held down by... Yeah. So weight. you would straddle the pointed end, basically. And sometimes there were spikes on it. Mm. And they would add weights to your feet until it cut into your organs. Oh, it's going to be bad. Yeah. So <laughs> this is... And then this was also, like, people were like, mm, it's kind of hot. So they... Like, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> listen. I don't know how anyone thought this was hot. But so in BDSM, they, like redid it and they turned it into like a spanking bench and I was just like y'all are going to jail period no thank you okay so that's the that's one of the first ones so you notice most of these are basically focused on like they would focus on the genitals or they would focus on the breast or your Mm -hmm. mouth for women so now Gina let's get into my favorite Mm -hmm. the breast ripper oh the titty slicer give those titties a little okay Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> so this is the breast ripper. So they stopped using this in the Middle Ages, but it was two large prongs that would tear into the breast and rip the tissue off of the body. Okay? And sometimes mm-hmm. they would heat them. Okay. And it essentially looks like two I like, think I know. I've forks. seen a picture of it. I like know what you're talking forks, about. Okay? Yeah. And it would essentially just go into the tissue and they would rip it. So your breast tissue would come off or you would be like scarred. I don't... Who has the time? They had time Who like has this. the time to do time. this? Okay, but this is the thing. So this one is like... This was mostly... So it was used as a torture method, obviously, but it was used basically to, like, maim you and mark you because it was used on unwed mothers and adulterers and self-abortionists. Mm. So they would basically be like, oh, Because okay. self-abortionists didn't go through enough trouble already, mm-hmm. probably you know, having this kid number they don't want to have in the fucking Middle Ages Mm -hmm. where there's no medical help and also probably fucking raped Mm -hmm. by people like Gilles de Ray Mm -hmm. who are horrible people and don't want to have fucking babies so they don't die. Mm -hmm. God, I hate people. Mm -hmm. Anyways, continue. So this is, is, like, this thing is related to something called the spider, which is, like, another torture device, and this would be attached to the wall. So you would literally be attached, like, the spider is basically, like, the same thing, but put into the wall, Mm -hmm. and you would put your boob into it, and they would, like, pull you back and just force your boobs off, like, just, like, just, like, ee. It's nasty. So they would, 
yeah, that's essentially, like, this was mainly used to basically scar you and mark you as an adulterer and be like, oh, this woman, she tried to, like, abort her baby, so fuck her, I or guess. Or sleep with another man that mm -hmm. wasn't her husband. Yeah. Because, basically. you know. Not like men in the middle ages. Not like We're everyone not didn't have fucking pickle dick out there, mm -hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go into something called the Scold's Bridal, which is in the middle. This is used in the Middle Ages. And this is really interesting. Okay, this is an interesting one because this is like, ooh, ooh, this one got me. So the Scold's Bridal was an iron mask that locked into the head with sometimes spikes in the mouth over the tongue, which made it hard to talk without pain. So this is basically like a form of psychological torture mm -hmm. because they would use this they would use this on women because so say your wife was talking shit mm -hmm. like your wife was like your dick is tiny can't stand you you better leave this house and the man was like <laughs> every one of people in the middle ages said literally so this was basically used like the man would be like guess what now you're getting the mask now you're gonna get it because you'd be talking shit, okay? So this would be applied to women, mostly, like 90% of cases, they're putting this, they're giving this to women. So in the 1400s, scolding was a criminal offense, and scolding basically was like, if you're arguing with someone or if you're gossiping, it wasn't, like, illegal, but it was punishable. Mm -hmm. So... Basically, it was like, oh, you're disrupting the peace of the king's people. So this means that you have to be punished. Shut up. Literally. So <laughs> this law, like, there was, this law was mainly applied to women. So, like, mm -hmm. this offense was mainly, like, mm, your wife's gossiping, so now she has to put the mask on, okay? This fucking, fucking big little lies mm -hmm. of the fucking 1400s. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. So women used to be able to take men to court and do, like, a whole legal process which basically, I think it's called, like, hue and cry. It was called, like, hue and cry, I think. And it was a legal process that would let, like, you would, like, women would cry out, say your house is getting robbed or someone's raping you or something. Mm -hmm. It would be, like, these bystanders have to come help you and, like, come to your aid. Okay, so women use this, used to use it more and more, like, say someone's beating you up or whatever, your husband's abusing you. And then eventually these cases start to get more and more dismissed until it's basically, like, y'all can't do this no more. Yeah. So, when you can't have any legal processes, it's basically like, oh, well, you only have your words at this point. So, if your husband is, like, being wild and you're using, like, you're, like, threatening him or you're saying something, like, that's the only weapon you have at this yeah. point. You can't take him to court. So, basically, at this time, it was like, oh, well, you know what? Women talking up is, like, this is not a good idea. Like, we don't need to be hearing all these women talking. Mm -hmm. These women don't need to be saying anything. So that's why they would put this bridal mask on them. And it was basically like a psychological torture because they would make them parade around, literally with around the mask town, on. with the mask on. And they would put like a bell on top of it and be like, oh, ring the bell so you know that the hoe's coming around. Okay? You can ring my bell. Yes. That's oh, God. <laughs> that was so, rough. <laughs> and then men would literally attach a leash to it and walk the woman What the fuck? Because it's been, during this time, like, why torture? I was like, why is torture such a thing in this time? And it was literally like, well, in this time... Europeans, explain. Europeans, explain. No, thank you. So, basically, during this time, it was like, the devil, like, if you did things that were, like, sinful... Yeah. It was basically like, you needed to be punished. Like, your body needed to mm -hmm. be punished in order to, like, pay for it. That was like those giant, they were, like, almost like sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. And, like, you go, and it has, like, the spikes in it. Do you remember? Have you? Oh my god! You need to watch it's the Iron movie, Maiden. The Iron Maiden. You need to watch the movie um, Black Sunday. Have you oh, ever heard no. of it? It's an old, like black and white movie. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, I don't want to say the year. Maybe like fifties, sixties, maybe. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, I forgot her name. It's a really cool name though. It's um about this witch, like in like Middle Ages, like witch, and she's like tortured and put oh, into Jesus the Iron Christ. Maiden. And she basically come, and then it's, like, modern time. And there's this woman who's, like, the doppelganger of hers. I mean, it's, like, the same actress. Okay. And um, they think she's, like, a descendant of her. And then, like, they come upon, like, her grave or her, where she was tortured. And then it's, like, they, like, summon 
the witch, and she like comes mm-hmm. out, and she has all these like dots on her face from the fucking Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. but it's like sixties makeup, so mm-hmm. it's like bad. Disgusting. Like, but it's a really good movie. I watched it. A few, it was on Netflix, and it's called Black Sunday, and it's about this witch who was tortured and comes back to basically be like, "I cursed you people, so now you're all gonna die because you killed me." And it's oh, really the good. Words. Yeah, we need to I watch, need to watch it. That. It's a good time. It's really creepy. Usually those older movies, I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's mm-hmm. like a really creepy, like, black and white movie. So I think I you would enjoy it. So now we're going to move on to, this is, like, disgusting. Oh. So. What hasn't? What hasn't this been disgusting? Is, I mean, it's all, it's all bad. Okay, so they used to saw people in half, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was a two-person saw. So if a woman was accused of blasphemy or witchcraft, they would tie her upside down so the blood goes to your head, basically. Okay. And so this slows down blood loss and is like, it slows down the blood loss and also keeps you awake because you're, all the blood is rushing to your head. So you're like conscious. Okay? Yeah. And so they would start sawing you via the vayanya. Mm. So they're sawing your vayanya. Okay. And so if they wanted, if they wanted a confession out of somebody, they would make that person watch somebody get sawed. Basically. Oh, no, thank like, you. Like that's how it would work. Or if it was you, you would be, like, sawed in half up to your abdomen, like, to prolong your death. Because basically at that point, it's like, if they just cut up to your abdomen and they don't go any further, you're going to bleed out and die. Mm-hmm. So they would just literally saw you in half until you got to your abdomen. And then they would be like, okay, now we're going to leave you. And you would be conscious during this whole time, basically. I can't. Oh, it's bad. Oh. It was a bad time. Oh. Okay. I'm, like, sitting here having to stare straight ahead because I'm, like, I'm about to pass out right now. <laughs> not, not really, but, ugh. It's gross, but it's also just, like, this happened to real women. Like, yeah. women had experienced this. Only real women experience medieval torture. Only real women. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know unless you were a real woman what mm-hmm. it feels like to be sawed mm-hmm. up to your abdomen. <laughs> okay. So now this is this is so we went to the tower. What is it? The London tower. Dungeons? No, we went to the London. We went dungeon. to the London Dungeon, which wasn't a real dungeon, which we found out yeah. it was a tourist I was, trap. I was, I was under the impression Oops. that I was going to be. We going didn't to the go real to London the fucking dungeon. Tower of London, but we went into the London Dungeon, which is literally like an amusement ride <laughs> where you go through these different rooms with people dressed up as Jack the Ripper and Sweeney Todd, who and Guy Fox, who jump out at you. And I was like, I paid my good London pounds. For this fucking not real dungeon that I thought I was going. No, no offense to London Dungeon. It was a fun time. It was really fun. But I got water in my boots because mm-hmm. there's like a water ride that I didn't know was on it. And mm-hmm. then we went backwards on the water ride. And I was like, I am in a London dungeon and there is water in my boots. And I am not a happy camper. But it was fun. It was funny. It was okay. cute. Yeah. But they have like a whole section on torture. And so remember like one of our friends got pulled up like they asked for <laughs> volunteers and he got he they like they demonstrated this next one on him, which is called the pair of anguish. So this was used in medieval times up to the 17th century. So it's four petal shaped segments that opened when a corkscrew was turned at the end. Oh, so they would use it on women who had abortions and who perform witchcraft, which I, all of this is like. If you perform any type of witchcraft, you're getting yeah. a whole parachute. If you're your not ass. constantly just like praying and mm-hmm. like sucking your husband's dick, mm-hmm. then this you'll you're get torture. The pair. You're yeah. getting the pair. So they would literally rape women with this, who were like, they would like rape them with this thing, yeah. basically. But it would so they would insert it into the vagina or your butt, and they cranked open to tear apart reproductive organs, and it was used on success on suspected homosexuals. So they would be forced, so for, okay, so people who were suspected of being a homo, mm-hmm. they were like, LOL, this is going to be put in your butt. Or if you're suspected of witchcraft, it's going in your vagina. Mm-hmm. And if you're like suspected of heresy or blasphemy, they would literally force this into your mouth and they would open it until your jaw broke. Basically, no one was allowed to have a good time. No, everyone was having a bad time during this time. Literally. God, so boring. Okay, so that's that one. And then the next one is called, you know, which is my favorite, a Republican marriage. <laughs> okay. That sounds like torture enough in that this time like period. torture. <laughs> so this is literally, so in 1793 to 1794, during the French Revolutionary War, 
they would strip and tie. This was mainly for this was on priests and nuns. Mm-hmm. So they would strip and tie them naked to each other, basically, and they would throw them in a river, or they would tie them together, and then a crowd would run them through with swords. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I love how they go from a river to be like, we're gonna throw you in this body of water <laughs> to we're gonna run you through with some fucking swords. Can you? Were they allowed to choose? Because of that, where me, I'm like, tie me naked and throw me in the river, partner. Which I would want to be stabbed. You wouldn't want... Oh. Because you're drowning. Yeah. I wouldn't want to drown. I just want it to be over. That's true. They would just run them through. Like, run Would you through. rather be drowned in a river, tied oh, naked, yeah. or would you be... Would you like to be stabbed? You know what? At that Let point... Let us know in the Let comments. me know in the comments. Just kidding. There's no comments. <laughs> Let us know in your Let emails. Me know in the <laughs> okay, so the next one is the iron chair, which is a chair which is over... It's basically covered in spikes. Mm. And they would sit you on it until you bled out. So women were more likely to have a fire lit underneath it. So you would basically be roasted alive while blood poured out of you, which is we like, We didn't you know. start the fire. Oh, no. It was always burning no, no, since no. the pear was turning. No. No. Okay. So now this is called the St. Catherine's Wheel. Oh. This is during medieval times. So they would tie you to a wagon wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then... The gaps in the wheel would allow your bones to be broken, basically. Mind the gap? Yep. So, this was used on St. Catherine. They tried to kill her this way during, like, the time of the Christian persecution. They tried to kill her like this, but, like, she tapped that wheel, and the thing broke apart. And they were like, I guess we'll just be out here. She was like, and fuck pop, you. Pop, pop. She's like, pop, pop. So, she was ordered to die in it, and when she touched it, it breaks in half. So, they were like, fuck you. You're getting beheaded. So, <laughs> fuck you, you're getting beheaded, mom. Don't talk to me again. Don't you ever take my phone away like this. Don't you ever <laughs> do this to me again. White families. White families. So, literally this wheel, they would tie you to it, okay? And then they would rotate it until your bones would basically break because you're, like, stretched out on it. Yeah. And then after that, because if that's not enough, they were like, okay, now you're going to get bloodened with an iron mallet. Okay. No, ma'am. So if they were nice, they would just, like, kill you and just bludgeon you to death. But mm-hmm. if they were, like, film real mean, they were like, mm-hmm, fuck this bitch. They would place the wheel in the air, and they would allow, like, your limbs, like, you'd be eaten up by birds. Put your wheel in the air. No. Wave your limbs like you just no, don't no. care. No, 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 we're bum, not going to I'm so tired. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done. It's, oh, it's only getting worse. Oh. I saved the worst ones for last. So, of course, this is made by my people. Like, this is made by the Italians. So, it's See? called a Judas Cradle, which is literally a pyramid-shaped stool. So, it was like a big pyramid. Yeah. And so, women would be forced to sit on it, and the pressure would tear her muscles from the inside. That's, like, kind of the first one. Well, yeah, like but the, yeah. the other one, so the other one's like a bench. Like, it's it's basically a triangle. Okay. So the other one's like a bench. This one is a straight-up pyramid, like a stool. Oh, I've seen that. And you would that. be, like, hoisted in the air. Okay, so you're hoisted in the air. And they mm-hmm. would lift you on it and then, like, lower you down. So they would lift you up, lower you down onto this thing. Oh, no. Okay? And it would tear you from the inside or they would put weights on your feet like they did with the other one. And then as you were, like... The more weight that's added, the more it's getting torn. And so basically this was like, they would lower you on it, take you off, and then you're also kind of tortured by the sleep deprivation of it because they would be pulled off and on until you're so tired. You're just like, you either shove this whole thing up my ass or you leave me alone. Okay? (laughs) Wise words. Wise words. So now, this is is the last one that's like female focused. So this is called the water cure. Which is, the victim is forced to drink, which this is what I need to do. The victim is forced to drink pints of water with their nose clamped until you choked on your own vomit. Oh. So sometimes you would, for, like, you would, they would force down, like, vomit or urine into this funnel. Like, they would just, like, pour it right in there. I'm sorry. No, thank you. So this was specifically used on, this was, like, more of a, like, I mean, they use this on everyone, but it was a woman-based thing because, like, the first time they did this, it was on this woman who was accused of murdering her husband and her son. Mm-hmm. So they were like, mm-hmm, LOL, now you're going to drink some pee, bitch. So they were just, like, pouring water, vomit, pee, just, like, 
in this funnel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now do you know we're going to get to the worst part? Oh, we're gonna you've get been to... saying that the last, but like, this is five like, this times. This is disgusting, okay? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It was fucking one of us. But it was fucking one of us. So I did, like, the most gruesome tortures because I was like, I have to look this up. Yeah. So this one, and it's called keel hauling. Mm. So pirates, this was used on pirates in the Navy in the 18th century. So you would be attached to the bottom of the boat. You would be dragged across the bottom of it like you would be basically like held by a rope and dragged across the bottom of the boat so the barnacles basically scrape off all of your skin either to like you would just die of blood loss or you would lure sharks and you would that's it you'd be eaten by sharks wow so there's that one and then this one is called scaphism or sitting in a tub I like sitting in a tub. I like sitting in a tub, but you don't want to sit in this kind of tub. Oh, sitting? I thought you said sitting in a tub. Sitting in a tub. (laughs) I like like sitting in a tub more than sitting in a tub. Okay, so it's called sitting in a tub, and this was used in ancient Persia. So they would make you eat lots of milk and honey Mm -hmm. until you're just, like, shitting your brains off. That was me last night, honestly. (laughs) I'm going to be real with y'all for a minute. Don't eat nachos from native foods Mm-mm. as well as breadsticks from Pizza Hut oh, because it is a deadly combination. Also, just drink more water. Mm-hmm. Just Stay do hungry, that. Y'all. So you, you don't have to spend your entire night in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. God. So <laughs> after you're literally just shitting your brains out, yeah, you'll be doused in honey and then you'll be strapped to this boat to be, cons- like basically you'd be strapped out into the boat. Mm-hmm. Like they put you in this boat put you out in the river and you would be basically like consumed by bugs and like eaten over time or you would die of dehydration or exposure oh or they said you would drown in your own diarrhea yep mm-hmm. i feel like that's how my days are gonna end like my final days will come when i push when taco bell pushes me too far oh my god anyway <laughs> anyway speaking of let's talk about this so, they would do a thing called the Scavenger's Daughter, which okay. is made by this man called Sir Leonard Skevington. 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 And so, he was the, he was the, he was, like, he was at the Tower of London. And he was, like, one of the, like, main people at Tower of London. So, it was a metal rack, which this thing is disgusting. 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 So it was made to compress your body, and it's kind of like this tongue-looking thing. Okay. Okay, and it would you would put your head through the hole of this tongue-looking thing, and so the head is tied in a hole with your hands tied at the bottom of the like the frame. Mm-hmm. So like your hands are kind of being held behind your back, and then your head is forced down, your knees up, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're like in a fetal position, and then it would basically compact you, like it would keep getting tightened. Until, like, you're bleeding out of your nose and ears and just getting, like, squished to death. Oh. Thing. No thanks. It was a nasty. Now, this is the last one, and it's disgusting. It's called Ling... It's called Ling Chi. This was mm-hmm. used in China. So this was for severe crimes like patricide or, like, you killed your family or, like, whatever. The use. So you'll be tied to a wooden frame. And the flesh is cut from your body in multiple slices. So this is called death by a thousand cuts, where they would literally okay. just Okay. I think I've you. heard about this. They just, like, flail you, basically. Yeah, but you would be cut until you Not flail. You're... What's it called? Yeah. Like, skin flailing. Yeah. Yeah. So they would basically cut you until your limbs were amputated, and then you were decapitated or stabbed. And sometimes people would be able to survive as many as 3,000 cuts. So you would literally just be, like, cut to death. Like, literally, they were, like, just going off. They're just giving people little paper cuts. They were, like, ooh, no thanks. I would hate that. Would you? That's all of my tortures that I have. Wow. Okay, now, Gina. Oh, my God. Out of all of these, what do you think would be one that you would be able to take? Ooh. Um, you know what? I really think I would love to shit myself to death. If it came down to that, like, I, I could do it. Like, if that's how I go, like, it might as well be, like, a spiritual experience. Okay, but you're not getting, you're not shitting, I mean, you are shitting to death, but you're getting, like, eaten by bugs. 
Like, oh. you're just getting eaten by all these bugs on a riverboat. Like, that's nasty. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. Probably the shitting one. Or, what's the, what's the one that's, like, faster? It's, I mean, they're all slow, Which one is torturous. the fastest Which one? one is the fastest one where I could just fucking be done with everything? Not the breast ripper. Maybe the swords one where they just run you through with swords. Because then I'm like, okay. Yeah, that one would be quick. I'm trying to think what would be the most, like... I don't want to be bludgeoned to death. I'll no. tell you that. I don't want to be sawed in half. I don't want to... I don't think anyone me. really wants any of these. But if it comes down to, to it... I'm trying to think, like, what I would survive. I don't want to survive that. I don't know. I want to be done. I want to go to my lord. <laughs> I want to go to my fucking creator, creator after that shit. <laughs> no fucking thank you. Maybe I I'm do fucking that. done. I'm gonna go to the spirit in the sky. That's where I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna when I die. When I'm died and they flayed me to rest, I'm gonna go to the place that's the best. Norman Greenbaum, you're welcome. I can't believe I did hear those my own ears <laughs> that our Lord and Creator gave me. Wow, that these was terrible. These are just horrible people. I didn't like this. People, God, no one had time yeah. like just have a self-care day like stop torturing and killing people i love this stuff uh, i love looking this up but it was just like the most worst thing because i was like these poor yeah. women were getting torn apart just because they didn't want to have a damn baby yeah, i love like medieval period mm-hmm. like middle ages like torture because i'm like death it, it was just always death mm-hmm. death was always around the corner they were just always dying and they're like how can we make this worse What's the worst possible mm-hmm. torture that we can inflict on someone? Anyway, well, <laughs> I am so sorry we hope you guys enjoyed that one because we enjoyed researching it and talking about it because we're freaks. Mm-hmm. So tune in for the next episode. Uh, pop us over an email, even if you think we should talk about something or have a suggestion. Let us know because we would love to hear it. Or if you have the tweeter, as I mm-hmm. like to call it, the Twitter, follow us on Twitter. We are just under most excellent. Give us a follow. And we are also on SoundCloud and Wooshka. 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 So follow us on those. Give us a listen. Give us a thumbs up. And we will talk to you guys later. Stay excellent. Stay Stay amazing, friends. Goodbye.